Hi, I'm Ria. And hi, I'm Erin. We are Polycon. This is our first edition. And every two weeks we will be uploading a bi-weekly economic and political summary. So let's begin. To begin, in the UK, the inflation rate is at 10% and there's 4% interest rates to encourage saving instead of spending. This means that people's mortgages are going up and they can't pay them. The pound was its weakest, nearly equal to the dollar, but it's bounced back to £1 to every $1.19. The um, economy had shrunk 0.5% in December, but it's grown 0.3% in January. This was unexpected as the economy was expected to be in recession throughout the first quarters of the year. Teachers, nurses, ambulance drivers and rail workers are all striking due to low pay and low working conditions and a recession is still expected to happen later in the year. Next up is Germany. The inflation rate is at 9.2% and there's a mild decline expected during 2023. The autumn forecast was negative 0.6%, but is risen to 0.2% now. The inflation peaked at 11.6% in October, but wage growth keeps on continuing to keep inflation high. Inflation is predicted to ease back to 2.4% in 2024. However, Germany continues to be the most economically and politically influential member of the European Union, being the fourth biggest economy in the world. Italy has an inflation rate of 10.7%, but it was 12.3% in December. The economy shrank less than expected in the fourth quarter of 2022, only shrinking 0.1%, and there's cautious optimism for 2023. The economic output estimated to have grown 3.9% in 2022, and there's estimated 0.2% growth in 2023. It goes back down to 1% in 2024. Finally, France has an inflation rate of 6% and there are rail strikes on the 7th of March. Other unions have called for extra days of action around the date, but none have been confirmed. The interest rate is at 3%, but the inflation is expected to ease in 2023. There's 0.6% growth in 2023 and 1.2% expected in 2024. This means there's slower recovery than in neighbouring countries in Europe. Okay, so talking internationally, the US say... Spending by U.S. households rose 1.8% in January. The Federal Reserve's efforts to slow inflation by increasing interest rates are not working as quickly as they'd hoped. Officials don't expect to reduce interest rates until at least 2024. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said a soft landing is possible for the U.S. economy thanks to its strong labour market and the absence of balance sheet problems. The dollar has rebounded from a 10-month low to 0.84 Great British Pounds. Now, on to India. India will be the third largest economy in four to five years, predicted to be closer to 35 to $40 trillion by 2047. The economy had expanded 13.5% in April to June. It was boosted largely because of the pandemic-related statistical distortions before moderating to 6.3% in July to September. Modi flags emerging market debt risk as G20 finance... On to China. China's economy is now looking at a new wave of Japanification. China today looks strikingly similar to Japan in its post-property bubble era. Top China scientists sketch out a plan to thwart US semiconductor curbs. China eyes overhaul of financial regulators, giving Xi more control. Now, finally, on to Russia and Ukraine. We are on about 370 days of invasion. Two Russian rockets hit a house on the outskirts of Kramatorsk, one of the main towns in the Ukrainian-controlled Donetsk region, on Saturday afternoon. Ukraine's military said that Russia conducted unsuccessful offences near Yanid over the 
past day after Russian's Wagner mercenary group claimed to have captured the village in eastern Ukraine near the focus on intense fighting. Thank you for listening and we would like to mention our sources. FocusEconomics.com and OECD. Bloomberg, Financial Times, Economic Times, India Times and Time. That's all for now.